Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, we have a very special episode with Sleepy Eye. So Sleepy Eye, you were uh, in a, a container during a month where you helped uh, assist ceremonies. I was at uh, one of the Temascal that you helped. It was really tough. And you did a lot of very beautiful prayers that moved me and a lot of the people, I think all the people there. And uh, we could feel your heart and really helped um, us like tune into our purpose, I find. So in the context of this episode, a lot of people who listen there and, and their spiritual paths of awakening and of higher consciousness. And they're also interested in changing the world. And I, and I found that the words that you had and the prayers really, at least for me, helped me um, anchoring why I'm doing what I'm doing. So thank you so much for being here in BPI. Um, Very special episode today. As usual, if you want to support, you can like, subscribe, share the episode. And today we'll talk a little bit about um, the ceremony field that you hold. I hope to hear a prayer from you and also uh, your heritage. So you come from Native American tribes and we'll talk about this. So that's for the episode of today. Before we get into it, Sleepy Eye, what are you grateful for today? Um, to have this wonderful gift of life. Thank you. Let's just say Then, So, can you start by sharing uh, a little bit about the work you do? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I want to say Wolpada, Chichero, and Yahweh. Mercy, is that empty? Yeah. In French? Yeah, merci. Merci. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me here. And um, I'd like to just start off by saying how metakiape and ushtakabai makiape, sasitawa wa pentawa dakota, awilahotamwa, neat guazo, tanawande, tokanonge, anon wa gatnia. I just want to introduce myself that way to the relatives and all those that are listening and just to acknowledge my my namesake and then my my relatives back home and they <clears throat> shared with me my mom my dad my my relatives uh whenever I go anywhere or I I uh get to meet relatives for the first time, then I always kind of, I guess I kind of have to, I'm obligated to uh, acknowledge all my ancestors, all my grandmas, my grandpas, my uh, Dakota people, my Seneca people, and then I come from the Wolf Clan too, so I always, uh, always want to acknowledge them and then uh, well, it's kind of different for me to be here and then to know that whatever I'm saying or I'm talk expressing myself is to a number of people from all over the world and and who knows who's listening or who's going to listen to this. So, you know, I want to be really careful of myself to make sure, you know, the way I was taught and this is a whole new format for me to be in. Well, I guess like virtual world or virtual reality. Um, 
and just to enter into the cyberspace, I've been I've done been doing a lot of podcasts. I've done a lot of interviews, uh, not just here in Bali, but then throughout the world and different times in my life, uh, and all the kind of different things I've done. So, but primarily, like personally, I've never really like entered into the realm of or social media. I have you know, uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook, but I don't really utilize it, I guess. I just, once in a while, put pictures and things like that. So this is really new to me. And um, to be able to connect with people from throughout the world, I grew up on uh, both my Dakota uh, reservation, they call it in America, but uh, to me, it's our territory, it's our country, it's our land. So uh, I always call it Dakota country and then Seneca country. Uh, both sides, I got to grow up. And then from there, after high school, I went to an all-native college. And I got to, um, I guess from that point on, once I moved to that college is where I entered into the realm of not just academia, but um, the realm of, uh, of ceremony and, and found my way in the teepee and around a fireplace of, or with all our people. And at that time, I got to uh, be around uh, elders, many elders, grandmas, grandpas, and uh, relatives that were in their like 80s and 90s and they would sit all night around the fire and pray and sing and and so throughout that time i i found my home i guess you could say within the fire the fireplace and within uh the society a, a praying spiritual society within the society of a society <laughs> sort of say, you know, because we, you know, as Native people in America, we have always been forced to maintain, uh, I guess, uh, a way of interacting with a foreign government, with a foreign society, with a foreign way of thinking and living and conducting yourself and they, it was so, uh, I guess, forced upon us that um, they pretty much did everything possible to try to uh, have us assimilate into the Western, the European, the, the white society. And so uh, during that time uh, of myself growing up, I, I got to grow up with a mentality and understanding that I come from a long line of, of uh, a wonderful, wonderful people, teachers, healers, um, holy people. Uh, they talk about saints. I hear that term like, and I just imagine like my, my folks, they, they were the kind of people that there's no real descript. They're so elevated in the uh, in the consciousness and the connection to the nature to all the elements the water the fire the air and the earth 
And I know without a doubt that our people had such a deep connection that, and I witnessed it my own self, like our folks could talk to the thunders, the thunder being, they talked to the tree people, they talked to the ones that swim in the water, they have relationships with uh, relatives in the stars. They have uh, a relationship with all creation of life and um, getting to grow up with that and getting to witness the way that our, our people, not just my tribe, but we have over 567 tri federally recognized tribes. And then we have probably another four or 500 that aren't recognized. And do you feel that people in these tribes in the world of today still grow up in that way and receive these transmissions? That's a good question. And um, I would say that out of all the native people in America, there is still a strong connection to the natures, to our, our ceremonial way of life. But like I said, because of the simulation process, and I mean, they in the 1800s all the way up to the to pr almost present day they would steal our children today they're finding boarding schools that existed in the 1800s up until now with mass graves of children that were buried um like i said they tried everything they could but our prayers and our our ability to have forgiveness in our heart to have compassion and love and sympathy and having a connection with our creator, then we were able, I'm a living testimony to the power of our prayers, to the power of our ceremonies. It wasn't until 1993 that the federal government finally recognized our, our, our way of life as, as a bona fide religion, as a, as a way of praying, of a way of connecting to the plants, to the animals. Up until then, it was illegal in many parts of America for our people to to pray. So, and, yeah. And feels it's more needed than ever in the state of the world today. So, personally, I grew up in a very different environment, growing up in Paris and going to the mainstream system there where a lot of what you were taught by your elders isn't taught so much about um, the connection with nature, connection with spirits. And I'm very grateful that uh, there are some people like you who take on that heritage and share it with your tribes, but also with the world and people like me too, and the people that we had at the event uh, here at the Club Dao Incubator. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And to the people today who listen to this. Be a hope. It feels very, very needed. Uh, I know you hold also a very strong connection to, to nature, to the elements, to water, to fire, to the earth, to the air. And there's a lot that's been threatened there. Yes. Yeah, I, I guess um, because of the conditions in America, um, like our, our people literally had to stand up and fight for our right to pray, to be able to um, um, have basic human rights in our own country, in our own lands. And 
So even in the early 70s, we had a Native people had a huge movement to stand up for our rights. And through that, many laws were passed and, and throughout present day. And, and uh, even just I got the tail end of growing up in America as a Native connected to the land was not a good thing. But as I grew up, I could see the change happen literally in my life i can remember and i can see the change where nowadays i could say that probably most people in america like they know they have some kind of connection to the water to the fire to the air to the earth to plants to animals i i would say most people in america now like there is a a consciousness that's happening worldwide, a unified consciousness of awakening to understand our connection to the elements. And I didn't really know it until uh, there was seven young native girls and some young guys in our in the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation, Lakota country. And they stood up and said, no more are we going to let... Uh, the water be destroyed. So at that time, there was a pipeline um, trying to be built under the Missouri River, which is the largest river in, uh, in the, and one of the largest rivers in North America. And, and uh, because of their prayer and their effort, within months, there were people from all over the world coming in from all parts of the Americas and even people from Europe and and even people from uh, different countries are sending in donations. And so after that movement was initiated, then I I now see and I know that there's people throughout the world that are being affected by this earth spirit movement that's taking place where people are can feel the spirit of our Ushimaka, we call it, our grandmother earth. And then our mother nature is the one that works through us in her, her essence. To, I guess I'm learning a kundalini energy, you know, through one of my, my little brothers. His, his name is Krishna. He's an Indian from India. And it's the first time that I got to connect with one of the relatives from other side of the world. And now you and now people from all over the world are are connecting and formulating a, a relationship and an understanding of our of our connection to the elements. So I'm excited myself after I, like I said, I, I seen that movement initiated through prayer and through the fire by some young people. I do now know that, yes, there are people throughout the world that are, are um, looking for answers to healing, to breaking chains of trauma from personal trauma to family trauma to generational trauma to historical trauma, ancestral trauma. And I notice over the years of, of helping relatives to heal and to break these chains of trauma that as an individual trauma to ancestral trauma, there's these 
deeper levels that sometimes they get into our bodies even. They get into our nervous system, our digestive system, and even into our bloodstream, our bones even, even our bone marrow. I mean, some of it gets into our DNA. And so it does require uh, almost like a complete overhaul of your your whole being to find uh, truth and light and healing within yourself. And uh, being here in Bali and having the connection to the elements and these ancient ways that our people had, uh, as soon as I, I stepped my foot on these lands, uh, I felt the the power, the spiritual power, the essence of our Balinese relatives and all their prayers. And, and uh, it's gotten me to a time in my life where it's like makes, it makes you like, like face yourself, face your hurts, face your pains, face all the things that you've done wrong to all the things that you never uh, addressed. Like growing up, things even when you was a little kid that happened to you. And uh, just being in these holy lands, this is holy land here, and, and you know, you know as well as me. A lot of healing. Yeah, and you can't hide from it. You, you got to face it. And I'm so thankful that the Balinese people welcome us the way that they do and the prayers that they have and, and the way that they open up a, a place of healing through the water, through the fire, through the air we breathe. Through the earth and all the holy creations, the plants, from the fruit to the nut to the berries to the incense to the master plant teachers to uh, our four-legged, the, the animal kingdom, the bird nation, you know, to the ones that swim in the water, all of them, they're, they're waiting for us. They're waiting for us to stand up for them, to speak for them, because we're at a time in history right now to where we could be the last generation of human beings. That's the point of human. I feel it. People feel it. People are, that's why there's a sense of urgency and if you didn't feel it, then I always think like, well, COVID should have opened your eyes up. And if that didn't, then it's then almost like, he, I don't know, there's another one coming. There's another one coming that if we don't watch out, we don't do something now, then that other one that's coming, we're, you know, we're going to, it's going to be a rough one. And and so that's why myself, I, I've been out here in, in the world and trying my best to heal myself, to face all my uh, fallacies, all the uh, things that I need to improve within my own being. And then as I'm doing that, I, I see all the relatives that are in the same process as me, the same, we're all the same, we're all everlasting light beings that decided to come here and decided to said, Hey, I want to come here to make a difference. But then some of us, when we came, then 
boom, instantly had trauma. Sometimes it was in our mama's womb, depending on what our mama was going through. Then when they were born, intimates, at first breath, what do they do to us? They hit us. In the bright lights of the hospital. Yeah, bright lights. Bright lights, and then they probably cold, eight ignore. <laughs> can, can we stop the AC with Yeah, it is kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, then what else they do? They hit you. They hit the baby to make a baby, make the baby breathe. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually, yeah, they do that. And then... Uh, Separate from the mom. Yep, take her from take from the mom. Walk, get, get a few shots. Yeah, <laughs> inject them right away. Many times, they I seen them because they did it to my baby. They throw them in the sink and they wash them up, roll them around, and the baby's all like. And I was such a young parent that I have a son and a daughter, by the way, and I watched both of them come into this world and. And uh, my son, that's how they was with them. They rolled them around. And I'm like, what the heck? This is, I was about ready to like punch the nurse or something. I had to be careful. That's my bit, you know? And, but I guess they do it like every day or something. So it's just like another thing to them. Like, oh yeah, another one. Sure, I do go. You know, like they don't have no investment, you know, it's just, they're, but they're loving, caring, you know, like, I could tell. Even the, our doctors should probably deliver hundreds of people. But do what they've been taught to do. Yeah, yeah. But there's no like that sacredness, the mm -hmm. holiness, and so. After that, you know, then yeah, it's like. And what do they do to guys? Oh, in in America, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm, in France is uh, I, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> no comment over there, but. Yeah, yeah, and and that's like a, like right there, another trauma for the man. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm grateful. And then uh, I know a lot of people here. I'm also in the other communities where, like, I know in a tantra community, we talk a lot about that and the trauma of circumcision. Well, so I guess growing and just being in this healing journey, and I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people throughout my life, and I'm. I mean, I don't keep track about anything, but people have been asking me, and I never really thought about it, and I guess it is probably in the hundred thousands. But I guess for me, like, the biggest thing that I see is that um, I got grandchildren's coming. There's, like, seven generations behind me, and I know for a fact that my my folks, my relatives, they prayed for me even way before I was mm -hmm. born, and, now it's my turn. So while I'm here on this earth, can I do my very best to connect with relatives to help them. And people are ready. They want to know. They want to know why do I love the water so much? Why do I love to be around a fire? Why do why do I have such a deep connection to breath? And I know how to sing and put a vibration out there. And I love it. I heal. I feel I can help. Like all these connections, people are starting to understand who we are. And and so as that light being, we came down here to do these specific jobs, specific roles and responsibilities we had. But 
somehow we get we get traumatized and even as we grow up some our parents maybe they didn't know exactly how to raise or or to, we, some of us had rough lives and you know hardships and things that should have never happened to us and those kind of things so it kind of takes up almost everybody nowadays to find a healing to find a a personal practice to um, finding a connect a connection to the elements to um, the plants to the animals and I think that's the most beautiful thing is that, that's what I said you asked me what my what I'm thankful for is this gift this is a gift of life and we came here to do a job and somehow all through the systems through the matrix and through you know, all these systematic ways and of being and living and how we got to, you know, pay bills and all these things, they kind of interfere with our goal and what we came down here for. So I think we're coming to a time where a lot of us, like you, I've seen you, I've seen you, and I could tell, you know, you're you're one of those ones, you know, that are out here like a beacon of light in the darkness, you know, trying to share a message, trying, and I, I didn't even know you did this, but um, just knowing that, you know, that I, now I understand, I understand what I've seen in you and getting to pray with you, and and I've conducted many, many we call them Inipi ceremonies, and they were similar to Temescal with their relatives in Mexico, but our Inipi ceremony is... Is it like Sweat Lodge? I guess... Yeah, Inipi would translate into like a purification ceremony. And, but I guess like the slang or modern, they just say sweat lodge, you know, <laughs> or even now they they Sounds less river, reverential. Yeah, now they even uh, made it shorter, like it's called a sweat. <laughs> hey, you can go to sweat, yeah, <laughs> go to sweat. But uh, there's an ancient way, you know, our people had with it. And and uh, that in, the Inipi ceremony is combines with uh, all these other ceremonies and a way of life and it's uh, we call it a chinupa a pipe way of life and and uh all the nations in the americas they all had a connection to the pipe at one time and that was one of the first things the europeans when they came over you know was to destroy that connection and, and not just that but then connection to the elements and to Natures and, and can I explain just the so Inipi? Inipi, yeah. Sweat lodge or Temascal, they have their own uh, yeah. difference, but it's basically as if you, it's like a, a sauna kind of a place where it gets really hot, and we pray together and stay for a long time just to explain if someone oh, maybe know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, and it's a uh, it's probably one of the only ceremonies that has all the elements: water, fire, air, and earth. So. They heat up hot rocks and then they bring them into a, like a lodge or like a little dome covering. And we sit in there and sweat and, and pray and we sing songs. We use burn medicines on the rocks. And, and it's hot. And it's hot. Yeah. I think that we kind of measured during COVID, we, we measured it and I, we would get up and over the 200 degrees temperatures and and we stay like two and a half hours when we together. Yeah, yeah. That's about yeah, about two, two and a half and
I was gonna say out of all the ser- that was that was a tough. You could feel it. Yeah, it was a challenging, challenging. A lot of heat, a lot of strength, a lot of power, and everybody that that uh, participated got help, got healed in so many ways. So I was really glad to meet you. That's a for me. That's the best way to meet somebody, you know, and praying together. So. I guess, you know, that's why I, I'm here is to kind of share, you know, share with the relatives. And and I know that so many have a, a natural connection because, like I said, when they're in the star system, the spirit world, you know, they came here. And, and now those of us that understand and know who we are, and that's what we're doing. We're like connecting to all like-minded people and i guess i always say like we're uh, creating this spirit spiritual tribe spirit tribe remembering that we're we're all spiritual beings or you know then we come from different families different nationalities but the core of who we are spirits that that's super interesting also to have you here in bali it's like you're very connected to your lineage, but at the same time, you're connecting with people from very different lineage. Here, you talked about Krishna, who comes from more the Hindu lineage, and obviously the Balinese here have their own lineage. Getting, yeah, there's a variety. Of, it's beautiful that you connect also with uh, people who share the same. We all come from the same source, but also different lineages. Yeah, and I guess... One of the things that really opened my mind and my heart was we were getting ready for a ceremony and I have a non-native sister and she kept always asking me to do yoga. I thought it was just like for rich white women, you know, like some kind of sport or something. I had no idea what yoga was and said, no, I don't want to do it. But she kept asking me. So finally... I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And I saw you at the yoga class event. Really? This might can. So I ended up uh, doing yoga, and the first time I did it, it changed my life forever. And like my chest opened, and I started crying just like a little baby. And and right there, I knew, you know, I was really embarrassed. And my one of my sisters was like, no, that's good. That. That's what people strive to have that kind of kundalini awakening experience for many years. And you did it the first time. And I didn't know what she's talking about. But I do know that there was such a life force energy that just came from me in, in the most immaculate way that I ever experienced. And at that moment, I, I said, I want to know about this. I want to know what this is. And so I had another sister kept asking me to go to teacher training. I don't know what teacher training is. And all right, I'm going to go. And I went and it changed my life. And next thing you know, I can see that I didn't know that it comes from India and all as far many thousands of years. There's a, even a language that goes I didn't know none of those things. And so it opened me up to the universe. It opened me up to my body in, in a way that I never experienced. And so from there, I've seen the connections of 
our native teachings and the yogic traditional teachings. And so I've been formulating and finding ways of connecting our, our teachings and, and our traditions. And so for the first time at the Bali Spirit Festival, uh, my my little brother Krishna and my teacher, uh, she's from America and she's dedicated her whole life to yoga and she has this the modern form of yoga and to connect with the traditional yoga, then my yoga, and to bring it with the native element. It was the first time we ever came together and we started a whole new practice and we're so excited to share that with the world. And and um, through that, then all the ceremonial ways of life that I was shared with by my people and my elders were were learning to bring a whole system of healing, a whole new way of connecting to the elements, connecting to who we are as a spiritual being that is composed of water, fire, earth, and air. It's, it's so beautiful when I hear you speak. Um, also, how I think people can listen and just feel you're always, it's almost a constant prayer because I've seen you in ceremony context and doing prayers, but now we're doing a podcast and we're talking. It's almost, it feels like a prayer and like the words just coming through like in that channel. So I wanted to acknowledge that it's, it's very beautiful. And um, I love that you also, yes, open to all other modalities. I'd love to come back a little bit more to when you, um, let's say, more your lineage of the modalities you usually work with like what do you think first of the word like when i see you i think of the word shaman is that something you use as a word or and uh, and to get into that and also on the if you want to share a bit more about the types of ceremony we talked about sweat ledge what do you um like to maybe help or thought of i know in the in the ceremony scope sweat lodge are part of it from your lineage there's also plant medicine that can be part of it and a lot of other types of prayers. Um, as far as the word shaman, I I never really heard that word growing up. I never um, really even met any, I never really met a shaman. Even to this day, I don't really know if I really met a shaman. And I guess I, I never met anybody that called himself, except some white guys. <laughs> I have met we have, we have a musical that's been created here in, in Bali. And one of the, uh, it's a funny, it's a comedy. And one of the um, personality is Steve the Shaman, who did an online training for three days and got a certificate <laughs> to be a shaman <laughs> from California. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've met some of those. <laughs> <laughs> and even uh, I actually think I accidentally ran into us and participated in a ceremony with a shaman, you know. And, but um, as far as somebody calling me shaman, like, like I said, I don't know that term, but now I guess I'll be looked it up one time and, and the description of it whatever they describe as it, like the things that the, the shaman does, I guess uh, those are the kind of things I do or can do. Or, uh, 
is yeah. the kind of words you can't say about yourself and can only let other people tell it about you. Like being enlightened, no one can say, hey, I'm enlightened, but you can have people say, he was enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can be like, hey, he's a shaman, but you can't, it's hard to stay. In fact, I, I have a little brother, he's a white guy, and he's just it's like, you're a shaman all the way, and he keeps calling me, and he actually like gave me a ring to, you know, and he was like, you're a shaman. <laughs> and so like, he kind of convinced me, you know, and I was just like, all right, I can see that. Maybe yeah. for the title of this talk, you should say shaman, so people go like, oh, <laughs> it's for the marketing, <laughs> spiritual marketing. Well, that's the thing is I've never, like, I think about, like, my art people, and they, they'll use the term medicine man. Right. And, but for me, where I come from, like, our medicine people, like, I'm like a little tiny, tiny person on the, on the spectrum of, of healing and medicine man and those kind like so that's another reason and i guess so i kind of would go like a man of medicine something like that you know and um but at the same time i'm learning to own you know what who i am and what i can do and how i help relatives so like you said i just kind of let people however they want to describe me then that's how they can. And sometimes I even get, you know, people saying really bad things about me and and even evil things. And all of it I have to learn to take and with love and compassion. And, you know, I, my folks taught me as long as I know my connection to creator and I can't lie, can't cheat, can't do anything without creator knowing. And, and so that's why I guess being on this healing journey and healing path it's it's not like you become like a shaman and you're like oh i'm this person you know like can do all no it's a i'm just like everybody else where we're learning to heal learning to forgive ourselves learning to face things that that we don't want to face face things about ourselves that it's super tough and and like breaking these chains of trauma that even that are i realize now there's things my ancestors did that ain't good that ain't right too just like everybody else we all have this lineage of healers and teachers and then even evil people bad things you know we're we're all in it together that's i guess one of the most profound things I come to realize in sitting ceremony with you and being here in Bali and and understanding that all of us we're all in this together and we're all here to help each other and like I don't know nothing about the matrix but all these people are coming and saying I'll help you we'll team up and and we'll, we'll we're gonna share and even just you doing this podcast and you know, maybe there's some relatives out there that, you know, you don't have nowhere to go, nowhere to turn. Maybe you didn't grow up with, you know, somebody to teach you about the water, somebody to teach you about the fire, about the air, and about the earth. And maybe all you know how to do is just kind of look at your phone, you know, and just, you know, scroll. And, and that's all you have is your phone in your life as a teacher. 
Well, today, today we got relatives like you, like me, and I finally come to the conclusion that I need to enter into the realm of, of digital and, and, and social media and, and enter into the matrix. And it's time to indigenize the matrix. It's time to bring a spiritual essence within, you know, the matrix, within people that don't have nothing else. Ah, ooh. Yeah, a Do you want to explain? Yeah, the word a ho <laughs> is a term that meant there's several plains tribes that use that word a ho. Some of them use it for distinct purposes and certain times but uh my relatives uh use it i guess to say hello to say goodbye to say thank you to say amen yeah i feel in in the westerners like spiritual community usually it's more used like if someone says something it's it's like approved say like, oh yeah yeah true and our people use the same way you know some somebody says like amen yeah, oh, that's good, right off. I mean, yeah, and then even you can go like this, just a wash day. That, wash day. Wash day. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Things are going to be good. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that, that goodness, the goodness in life. And we got to face the fears, face the hurts, face the challenges. And uh, help each other, help each other do better, be better. So I'm really grateful that uh, just being here in Bali, that there's uh, so many people that are are uh, conscious of the Spirit, conscious of the Holy Spirit. They're conscious of the uh, loving frequency, the vibration, but exists within us like to be able to have love for each other to be able to forgive each other when somebody says something that hurts you some when somebody you know does something you know out of character even yourself even when yourself does something that you know you you you're learning like that and i think that's probably the beauty of this life is that we get a chance to to let go of all those low frequency vibrations like loneliness depression you know what happened to us whoever hurt us whoever you know sometimes we get our hearts broken you know and there's nothing that we could do about it there's all we could do is accept, accept it and you know, that's one of the teachings that I know my grandmas and grandpas, they instilled in me to to find a forgiveness. Uh, I always think, like, if there's anybody in America anyway that, that has mastered the art of forgiveness, it's our people. You know, even from the day when, when the French landed on our, on our soil, you know, when the British came, when the Spaniards came, people from Portugal, all the Europeans, you know, we helped them, we welcomed them, and they, all they did was rape and pillage. But now, look at this, <laughs> hundreds of years later, 
I'm thinking I just realized that me and you probably could be related because somewhere back there, a French trader, he stole one of my grandmas. And so, but on that side of her lineage, they're all married back into the tribe all the way down to me. So my last name means raspberry. Yeah, la framboise. Oh, la framboise. <laughs> I, sometimes people say, um, in America mostly, they say, yeah, I'm Native American too. And I'll be like, well, I'm French too. <laughs> you know, I have probably a little bit, so you never know, you know. Can, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've come to understand that all of us, no matter what color skin we are, no matter what our family background, our tribal background, whatever it is, you know, The bottom line is we're the same. Rewriting and history. Yeah. All stories. There you go. You remember that. Yeah. <laughs> It's no more his story anymore. It's our story. And we're creating a whole new story. And so in the light of that, I I seen that it's time to for us men to stand up for the woman nation. And I used to think like, well, we can help them and do this for them and do that for them and all these things. But I come to realize that like the best way we can help them is just to heal ourselves, to be right with ourselves, to, to overcome all these traumas, all these inflictions that were put upon us, things that we didn't even know exist. And So we face it, we come on, try to heal it. And once we do that, once we can individually, naturally align within our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our spirits, when we do that, then we can work to strengthen indigenous nations alliances. So bring in an alliance with all of our relatives we have a word we say uh, sometimes we'll say a whole and say metakyase when you say a whole metakyase you're saying it to all our relations not just our relatives and our bloodline but to all of humanity all of plant kingdom animal kingdom to the elements we're saying to all of you all we We love you, respect you. We know our connection. We know how we're connected. So that's why our folks, that's why we had ceremonies. And so I got to grow up with our ceremonial ways and I just kind of barely skimmed the surface most, most when I was a child. But then as I, I grew up, our teachings on my my Seneca side is you you go live with the the woman, whoever you marry, whoever you have children the family with, and you you go to the woman's family. So I did that for many years, and her family were were medicine people. They they lived their life around the medicine, around fireplace, around the water. So I got to learn not just my old ancient ceremonies like the sweat lodge, the nipi. Then also we have like this pipe way of life and that we call it a, this with that pipe way, there's all these other ceremonies, seven sacred ceremonies that go with that pipe. And then on my mama's side, we have the uh, longhouse, longhouse way of life. And, 
And those have ceremonies all year long, dance, a lot of dances, traditional dances, um, a lot of plant medicines, a lot of different plants and herbs and different teas we boil and we drink. And sometimes we stay up all night, um, all kinds. They said for every sickness, every ailment, there's a plant that can heal it. So our people have had ceremonies around all these different kind of plants, different kind of, around the fire, all our ceremonies have water, fire, air, and earth, somewhere in there. And so we have our own instruments, you know, instruments that we use, we sing with, we pray with. And it's not really like the kind, like on the radio or something, like, like a guitar or like these instruments there, they have, well, maybe I'm learning. Some people actually put a spiritual essence in their guitar. I, I know somebody who, who's done that, and they treat the guitar exactly like, like we do with our instruments. Like there's a spirit in it. She don't leave it by her. Like it's just amazing. I was like, wow, okay. It was beautiful. Actually, we're going to touch towards the end of this episode. So maybe we could finish with a song if you wish. Yeah, are we done now? Um, I, there's there's one question I'd love to ask you because in this podcast, I've done um, a lot of um, podcasts around like I'm mainly to raw vegan, and mainly fruit, lots of fruits. So uh, I don't eat meat, for example. And part of it is because the way animals are treated, uh, and also then for my health, I don't want that energy of that. I would say probably. The way I respect the most eating meat is actually the shamanic way, where in the grand cycle of life, we're going to become the grass that feeds the antelope. And the, and actually, one of the last time I've had meat was after a teepee ceremony um, with uh, the deer. You know, there's the corn and the deer. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, what's, what do you eat meat yourself? And what's your view on this? Because I know you feel very connected to the animal kingdom. And it's a topic uh, a lot of people are interested in my community. Well, in America, I did not know this, but until I left the country and went to all these other countries throughout the world, that our food in America is so, like, bad, I guess. I don't know. I was trying to think of a nice way to say it, but it is. There's like, And, like, just growing up, they don't... I got grow. I, you know, I used to think McDonald's was good. Yeah, I, I mean, me too. I used yeah, to I to eat McDonald's and we've all yeah history. fast food. But I'm sure now you you know more about like meat industry and where yeah. it comes from and how we treat animals. And so now, if I'm gonna eat meat, I I find out where it's coming from. At least at least know it's organic and grass fed. Um, but now especially. Being here in Bali, I barely have ate meat, and I'm enjoying fruits and vegetables and the feeling I get from it. And and just like you were saying, it is. It's a whole different energy that you have. And, and so I think that's one of the most wonderful things about life is that we have the choice. And I think that all humans need to start veering towards being conscientious of what you eat and what you put in your body. And I wasn't for many years, but becoming more and more enlightened and 
connecting the other relatives. Like, I didn't know what, uh, Shilajit? Shilajit, yeah. Yeah, like learning about that, you know? And now I buy, put it in my little drink and, you know, like drinking ginger and all, you know, all these things that, you know, most people don't know. And so I'm really glad to try to come home. I get to go home here in a little while and get to share, you know, the teachings and Hopefully, even some of my relatives will see this this podcast and the episode, and so, yeah, yeah. So when I come and see them, they they've already watched. Yeah, they'll know you. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we created this. Uh, there's already, like I said, a Earth Spirit movement taking place, but. I realized there needs to be a mechanism. There needs to be a method and a way for people to use their gifts and their talents. So uh, that name, Ina, it comes from uh, my Dakota people. It means mother, I-N-A, Ina, which stands for like individuals naturally aligning to strengthen indigenous nations alliances. So... It's a way for people, once you individually naturally align, and if you don't know how, then that's how you get involved. You learn a way to heal and how to help yourself. Once you do that, then you can help to help the world through in helping indigenous nations alliances. And once you understand your connection to the earth, the elements, then you know your indigenous roots to the earth and to the creations, and that way we for, we all formulate our alliances with each other, with all in nature. So um, during that time when we came up with this, when the spirit brought this name to me, uh, I have a brother. He's Pawnee. His name is Keith IMC. He's he's a, a rap artist. And he composed a song for the water and as a prayer for the water and as a prayer for humanity. If you want to heal, you want to help yourself, people say, well, how do, you, how do you begin healing? How do you start to heal the process of healing, of individual naturally aligning? How do you start that? And everything starts with the water. So making a connection to the water, talking to the water, singing to the water, praying with the water. Even when you're taking a shower, you're washing dishes, you're washing your clothes, talk to the water all the time. Zinc, start your day with a glass of water. Thank you, CPS. Very good reminder for me and for everyone. And um, I also know you're very interested in building community and then be another topic. I feel like we'll have a, a, another conversation soon, but for the sake of this episode, um, I'd like to close very soon. Yeah. I want to tell people, thank you so much. We'll close with a, a song and prayer and last words from you. Uh, thank you very much for, for watching. You can like, subscribe and share if you want to help us spread the message. And also I'll put the links uh, to your Instagram and if you the website to how you can follow more on uh, CPI's work, it's really worth it. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for being here and for sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much to the people who listened. And now I'll give you the stage if you want to share um, a few words and a song or a prayer that would be the closing of the piece. Okay. Yeah. And so 
So the song I'm going to share is a water song and it's a prayer, like I said, for the water and, and, uh, my little brother who shared it with me, he told me to share it with the world. Anybody who wants to make a relationship with the water. So just want to share it with all your viewers and the relatives out there. And, uh, you can use this song with the water. Uh, anytime you're going to go into a river, a lake, the ocean, waterfall, whatever it is, you can sing this song to the water. And that's what we're putting, loving, healing vibrations in the water. That's how we connect to each other, too. So just share the song and just thank Creator God, Takashita uh, Wakantika, Wopada Chichero, for your holy ways, the wonderful way you are, the wonderful way you work, how you strive and, and um, have patience with us and connect us and interweave us here together, our minds, our hearts, our bodies, for the goodness of you for all of life and all the creations here to sing this song for the healing that needs to happen within ourselves with all of humanity here. We just say thank you to you through all the holy names, all the sacred directions to our grandmother earth, our father sky. Amen. Aho mitakias. So I'll share this song here, water song in closing. Where your head are, where your head are, where your head are, where your away your head, where your head are, where your head are, where your head are, where your away your head, where your head are. Way yo hit ah, way yo hit ah, way yo away yo hey, way yo hit ah, way yo hit ah, way yo hit ah, way yo away yo hey, wash them in with chony. Oh, she a chay 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 do. Way yo head ah, way yo head ah, way yo head ah, way yo away yo hey. Aho, wash day. Om the best. Thank you. Thank you. We're making a way.